Welcome to After the Checkered, your weekly F1 racing podcast. Josh, I just got some team orders here. We need to swap the uh, hosts around in this intro, so I'll let you just take it over from here. Uh, that caught me off guard, and I have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm Coy. He's Josh. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Um, let's jump right into beverages on the podcast. What are you having? Uh, I'm having a little bit of coffee. I, I've been, you know, as the ongoing... Um, saga of my appraisal license test that i've been taking i'm taking it wednesday it got moved back after uh some stupidity by the testing center so i will be uh i'll be taking taking it wednesday so i'm still i'm gonna be studying the night after the test okay, after the okay. i'm doing a mixture of water and uh, a little bit of cough medicine yeah a little <laughs> bit of cough medicine yeah. get, get you some tussin <laughs> yeah Got a got another cold running through the family. It's uh just a mix of that time of the year, whatever. Probably from that, daycare, birthday parties, whatever. It sure is, man. That's it's just that time of year. If you have kids, like you were just constantly sick. There's just a constant. I, I joked I had to take my daughter to the uh to the doctor on Wednesday. And I just joked about how you know, she's a, just the general state of a two-year-old in the fall is, you know, cough. They asked if she'd been coughing, no runny nose. I was like, I mean, yeah, don't they all? Yeah. Ever since is, September 1st happened. Right. Isn't that, isn't that just kind of how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, it's, that's like a perpetual state of runny noses and some sort of, some, some congestion in some facet. Sure is. Sure is the joys of parenting. <laughs> It's great though. We love it, right? We absolutely do. We're right. not for anything. Well, not a lot of F one news to talk about. Um, so we can get right into the race that we had. Although- yeah, there really there really wasn't a, a ton, not a ton of news. The race was um so I'll ask you, did you stay up for it? I didn't. I was really determined to stay up and watch it. I think it started around midnight our time, and I made it through the first lap and then I w- I was asleep on the couch. And I woke yeah. up and they were doing the uh, post-race interviews. I fell asleep in the before the race even uh, started. Okay. I tried and I just said, you know, and I fell asleep and I woke up like in the middle of the race and I saw like, you know, Max had a giant lead and I just turned it off and I was like, I'll watch this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I had a note going on the first lap and it's just like an unfinished sentence. So I'm guessing that I like put my phone down. I was like, ah, I'll close my eyes for a second. And then I woke up at the end of the race. So I didn't even yeah. finish the note, but I did yeah. go back and, and rewatch it later. I recorded it. At least I was smart enough yeah. to do that. It's tough to, it's tough with those that are, you know, middle of the night. I mean, I, I can remember, and I've told the story many times in the podcast, I, I can remember staying up for the very first race of the season in Australia, and that was a midnight sort of thing. But that was always sort of, you know, first race of the year. Um, I think if the situation of the season were a little different, it would have been easier to stay up. But, That's what I was you know. going to say. Like, going from qualifying or practice to qualifying, it was just all a dominance from Max. So it was like, uh, all right, we're back to the same old, same old now. If it was right. a tight race for the constructors championship or even the title, yeah, maybe the adrenaline's going. Australia used to be easy one, didn't have kids, so you know, way back when it's I true. got into yeah, Formula One. And then two, yeah, it's just the excitement that the season's back. So you're kind of all ramped up that F1's back where this is towards the end of the season, and you're like, Yeah, we're just gonna watch Max do a parade lap. Right. And especially I mean, the only thing that was really sort of um that I thought was sort of interesting and in, in 
a draw to this race. I mean, other than the Suzuka is sort of a cla- is a classic track, and, and it's technical and certainly produces good racing or can produce good racing. Is the fact that you knew Max was pissed about Singapore. Oh, this was like a statement weekend from Max. Like he came out and was just pissed off. Yeah, apparently he told Horner he was going to win by, and I want to get ahead of ourselves, but he told Horner before the race he's going to win by 20 seconds. And he came close. He came he, very close. He came very close. If if he was playing prices right rules, he he I don't yep. think he could have done much better. Nope. No. But so last podcast we watched uh FP1 and yep. Max was the fastest and then that carried over as Max grabs a pole for qualifying. Um McLaren's looked good coming in second and third on qualifying. So that's another topic we can talk about is that I think that despite the dominance of Max, McLaren looked really really good this weekend. They did, and yet another, you know, they, they looked great. The, the other thing I want to mention and sort of the other end of it is you're starting to see more chinks in the armor for Checo, unfortunately. Oh, I have Not a note about well. I have a note you about know, terrible about him. race. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that because I do have a note, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's not looking good. And I also have a theory about what, what's going on here. Um, but anyway, first lap, first lap was actually kind of exciting. Let's just jump right into the race. Yeah. Because yeah. qualifying wasn't all that great. But f- first lap of the race, um, you had Max had to defend against the two McLarens. And actually, they did a really good job attacking. They went all out attack on the first lap. And Max did a great job defending. Um, he even got into it a little bit with, I think it was Norris. They they, was, yeah. they touched a little bit. Um, good on both of them to not let it get worse than what it was. They both kind of backed out of it after a, a slight uh, lint, uh, little little rub, rubbing his racing. Yeah. Uh, but then at the back of the race, uh, Botas and Zhao both got in some front end damage. There was there yeah. was it was kind of chaos. It was, and I actually was I actually thought it was um, it was you know who was it? Albon did really well to not I don't remember which one of the alphas hit him did really well to not lose the car after two wheels go up in the air. I mean, it looks like yeah. the Alpha swerved into him. I think that yeah. might have been Botas that did that. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really great save. Shows you how good of a driver Albon is. I mean, that yeah. was that was something. And then about two laps later, Logan Sargent gets a little revenge. Yeah. Um, on, on the first lap, Liam Lawson had a good start. He quickly jumped up in the top ten. I'm telling you, he is, um, he has got a lot of potential. He does. He, he's uh, in a subpar car and he's doing great things in that car. Yeah. And good news. You know, one of the few pieces of news, I'll, I'll drop it in here just because while well, I'm thinking about it and it pertains to Liam Lawson is it looks like he's going to be driving in Qatar next week and that Ricardo is going to take a little bit longer to recover. You think Ricardo needs that or do you mm. think Red Bull's like, let's let's get him some more seat time to get him ready. So that's part uh, of my uh, that's part yeah. of my theory. Well, okay. you know what? We, we can discuss that post right once we once we done. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I have thoughts on that. OK, well, uh, so Sergeant gets into Botas, gets his re- revenge and uh, ends his day early. Um, Botas, sure does. I think, tries to limp the car around and then you get the the view of and this is currently where Botas is and he's being backed into the garage and his day's over. Yep. Um, right after that, we saw some good racing between the Mercs. They're kind of trading positions. Um, you saw Russell make a good pass on Hamilton, gets on the radio. He's a little cocky. And then within like three turns later, Hamilton just takes it right back. Yeah. And then, of course, later in the race, you know, they are battling again and uh, 
you know, Russell's like, why are we fighting each other? I'm like, buddy, you do this all the time where you're fighting right. him. But when he's trying to pass you, you get upset about it. Well, and that was where, and that was where my, uh, my team orders joke, I think that they brought on team orders at one point they did. And, it, and obviously we know that, you know, the McLarens did later in the race too. See, I thought I it was, that, I thought it was a McLaren joke because they gave oh, the it, orders it for us. It, okay. it was McLaren and Mercedes. I think okay. that they both, they both used team orders throughout the race. So, yeah, it was, you know, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I don't get what Russell's complaining about with, with fighting Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton was right on him. It was, you know, I mean, Hamilton showed, and Suzuka is a tough track and a track where you've got it, where class matters and Hamilton showed it over Russell there several times, several times. Yeah. And also at the end of the race, um, yep. but moving along, we kind of talked about Checo. So let's get into that now. Um, he gets into the side of a Haas that ends his own day. And that was just a yep. stupid move. Like it, it, it was a Takuma Sato dive bomb into the corner. It was, yeah, I'm playing Forza doing. and I'm mad that somebody passed me and I'm going in hot. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. It was K-Mag he got into. And, you know, I think that he had, and they retired the car right afterwards. I mean, they well, yeah, he yeah, he, T-boned him. yeah, you know, you're, you're done. And I, I mean, that's gotta be a huge embarrassment for, for Checo. I mean, what a, you know, what a season for him where he ran, he started off winning you know the first couple of races he was doing really well in some of the street tracks with how dominant that car is and then he has just fallen off the face of the earth and has looked really bad of, of out of the last probably four or five races too we're kind of seeing the well about four races ago he had a, yeah. he had a pretty good bounce back but we're yeah. kind of seeing the reverse of what Checo normally does where he starts out very slow and then end of the year you see him fighting for wins or even stealing some wins, you know, when he was in that um, racing point car kind of yeah. jumping up and taking some wins when nobody else thought he would. And that's usually what he did at the end of the season. It's the opposite this time. And it's just bad. And and I'm a Checo fan and it's, it's just bad. I don't, there's no it really explanation. Is. It really is because that would be the only way. And that would be, you know, a, a, a Prost and Senna type, fight would be the only way and that would be phenomenal to watch i mean back when they were both in a dominant mclaren car you know the that would be or a or a hamilton rossberg type fight is the only way we're going to get a, a a title fight probably within the next few years i think most teams have kind of sh- set up sh- or shut up shop for developments on this year's cars i know uh i was reading before the pod, there was a, you know, Ferrari has basically said that their last, they've made their last developments for this year. Mercedes, I think, are pretty much done. And we know Red Bull are done and already working on next year's car. Probably have been for we or for months, you know, I mean, with how dominant they've been. Um, and and I, I just don't see anybody really catching them unless a major technical directive or rule change happens, I don't see anybody catching them for a few years. So the only way that we're going to get a real good title fight is if somebody in that other Red Bull seat takes it to max. Who is that? Who could do that? Is it Checo? I mean, I, I don't think he can anymore. I thought I th- at one time he could. I, I think if, if he can get back to racing like he did at the beginning of the season, he can he can do that. Um <sighs> It's it's weird because he went from being like the perfect teammate to Max to well, I it just completely fallen off. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he made too big of a push to try to win or to try to compete. And it's it's just backfired on him. So I don't know if he needs to go back to trying to just be the supportive teammate or, you know, just playing a support role or or what's going on. But um, 
it's kind of like that that comment that you made about the team saying that they made the last updates and they're moving on. It's it's kind of fitting for this race because Max ends up winning winning the race and uh Red Bull wins the constructors championship for their sixth time. But it's kind of a fitting fitting come together there that they're done with the upgrades on the cars and the constructors championships over and we know the drivers championships over. Right. right. I think it's just yeah. a matter of time. It is. So, yeah, the only real, I just want to last little note, like I said, we did mention there was a little bit of team orders with uh, Lando and Piastri. I thought that was interesting. I think that was more points about points. Neither of them. The only reason you'd normally swap swap two teammates around like that would be to attack somebody in front. Lando wasn't going after Max. Max was 19 seconds ahead. Um, Yeah. uh, The only really interesting passing came, and this is this is kind of the unfortunate uh, nature of this race was after any pitting after the pitch, you sort of see cars with fresher tires kind of cut through. But other than that race was unfortunately snooze fest. And yeah, like you said, you know, congrats to Red Bull. They locked up their, their six champion constructors title. Max has a chance to actually lock up the driver's championship at the sprint race in Qatar, the, the next race. Yeah. So before not the, the actual, actual race, it's not the, the Grand Prix. Race. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't mention, and you know, kudos to McLaren for putting two, three, you know, getting the the second and third spots on the podium there. Lando and Piastri, you know, another one of those great weekends for them. I still wonder what the miracle, you know, or or deal with the devil they made to suddenly become super competitive. I, I mean, it, it's they've jumped several teams throughout the year, and I mean, it's it's a testament to their team if they're doing it on the up and up. Yeah, I'm. I I have to feel like though that the team orders at the end with McLaren was like you said for points for the constructors championship to get them because I think they tied. Did they tie Mercedes? But there well, is. I don't I know if I'm mad. Yeah, I think it could have been about Lando passing. Um, I think that their goal is is. I mean, because they would have gotten the same amount of constructors points. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless of where it is, I think it's about. Lando possibly passing Charles or, or and or Carlos by the end of the season if they think that they can make it up. Lando is also, I mean, he's now tied with George Russell. We can kind of go through the points if you want to here in a bit, but he's now tied with George Russell at 115 points and only 20 behind, points behind Charles uh, for six. I mean, you know. So maybe it's just a move about getting him up in the standings. Yeah, it was. That's that's got to be what so it was. We we can go through the standings. It's been a while since we have, but I just want to finish out. So Max wins by 19 seconds. I mm-hmm. think it was like 19 point. It was close to 20, 19, like I said. Yeah, I think Price it was is right rules. Yeah. Um, Lando in second, Piastri in third, Leclerc fourth, Hamilton fifth, Sainz in sixth. Um, I did... Liam Lawson just barely misses out on a top 10 finish coming in at 11th. Um, I think if you go back and rewatch the the race, just watch that guy. That was entertaining to try to pull for him, but that was really about it. Here's something that I think is interesting. I don't know. I don't know if you've looked at the points recently. Have you? I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that takes it away. I, I, the, the points are, there's some surprises in here and I will, and, well, and, and I will, I will go let's, run let's through. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's yeah. just run through real quick. So you've got Max Verstappen at 400 points. Now, that again, is, that is surprising that he's that high. That I'm is kidding. I'm totally 95 kidding. more points than Mercedes have earned as a team and number two in the Constructors' Championship. Max himself won the Constructors' Championship. Checo sits in second at 223. The surprise for me was I didn't know that Lewis had managed to jump this high. 
And yeah. Lewis is in third at 190. He's passed Fernand, he's passed Alonzo. He's had some very consistent finishes towards the end of the season. This may be one of the sort of I would say this is as impressive as maybe a few of his championships. If he can manage to finish third or even second. He might with the way that Checo's driving and the way he's been super consistent, he could pass him. What's he he was only what 40 points behind him? Yeah, yeah. No, so. yeah, no, he's 33 points behind okay. him with um that's the other thing. I mean, this is the the big thing is that there's one, two, three, four, five, six races left. He absolutely and, and, and can a pass him. Sprint, yeah, a couple sprints in there. He absolutely can pass him. So I when I was looking at the points, I thought that, but just like you said, like over the past, he's just been so consistent where Alonzo at the beginning of the year was finishing second, third on the podium, but then he had a couple of races where he didn't get any points at all. And you kind of look back at through the races and Lewis has got points in almost every race. And he's usually right. finishing in the middle to the top of the top 10. Whereas Alonzo has been kind of like second or third or borderline out of the points or grabbing like ninth or 10th. Right. And I don't yeah, know I mean, that I don't know if Fernando's got any fastest lap points where I think, I think Hamilton has mm. grabbed a few. Yeah, he has. again, that's and not it's not a lot, but it adds up. No. no, Hamilton's also got some sneaky podiums in there, you know, just from being reliable, being able to handle the car. So yeah, as we mentioned, Fernando Alonso's uh, fourth, one seventy four. Carlos Sainz is fifth, one fifty. Charles Leclerc is sixth, one thirty five. And this is where I think this is why I think the swap. Like I said, Lando's seventh at one fifteen, all tied with George Russell at one fifteen. So that's okay. That's important. And Piastri is uh, ninth at 57 ahead of Daddy Did I Do Good Today at 47 points. So that's what I was reading is that he's tied with, with George Russell at Mercedes. Yeah. That was the the tie with Dirk. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think that they um, – McLaren could – I think catching Aston Martin is probably within reason. They're about 50 points off of Aston Martin in the constructors. They Mercedes, absolutely can catch them. Mercedes and Mercedes is at three hundred five in second place. Ferraris in third at two eighty five. That could be that a good battle. Could, that could be a good battle. As, as to something coming up, you know where who's gonna, um, who's who can take second in the constructors' championship? That should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's see. When was the last? Eh, um, Alonso finished second in the Netherlands. I mean, yeah, Hamilton's he's gotten some sneaky podiums. Yeah, and I absolutely think McLaren can catch um, Aston Martin, especially when they're basically driving with one driver, and McLaren's got two cars that are hot right now. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they really are. I think this has got to be. I mean, you know, it it just amazes me that, and I mean, I understand his dad owns the team, but it amazes me that Lance Stroll still has a seat in this in the sport. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. How many points did you say he has? 47? Is that what you said? Uh, he has, yes, 47 in 10th place. Only a single point ahead of Pierre Gasly in an Alpine. And, like, how how many points do you think it could be if you had Liam Lawson in that second Aston Martin all year? I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would say you're looking at, I mean... Maybe not what Nando has, maybe closer to what Russell has and Russell, Russell Lando, maybe. But he's yeah, putting I mean, up a fight to finish middle of the middle of the top ten, right? Like he's he's yeah. knocking on the door. Does he do it? Probably not, but he's at least in the in the 
argument where Stroll, 47 points, congrats. Like, nobody actually sees you as a threat out there. No. I like, mean, at all. And if anything, Lance Stroll, you know, is is usually the guy who wrecks and, you know, or who has the – he had the big wreck. Um, on his bike last, before the season week. started. He did, but he also he had the big wreck <laughs> at Singapore last week. And, you know, I mean, I just – I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't see – I don't see the – I don't see it. I don't see him ever really being a different sort of driver. You know, struggled, I, didn't didn't finish, didn't finish this weekend yet again. You know, it's a lot of DNFs. Yeah. So um, my theory, though, my theory about Liam Lawson and Checo going back to that, we said we we're going to talk about that post race yeah. is that I really feel like that he has made big enough strides to where he is ahead of Ricardo. He Lawson is ahead of Ricardo and Yuki. Yuki seems like he's taken a few steps back with Lawson as his teammate. I'm I'm thinking that that Red Bull is uh is phasing Checo out. I I I'm gonna go a little conspiracy theorist, but they're putting a lot of pressure on him to make him make mistakes to to try to play mind games, get Checo to make some mistakes, try to force him out so they can say, well, look how poorly you did the last half of the season. We're gonna have to buy you out. You got this free agent you know, reserve driver who's doing exceptionally well in a very subpar car, put him in there and, and see what he can do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's totally, I mean, if you, if you take a look at the whole, you know, and we're obviously still in the middle of it, but if you take a look at the whole season, you have the the comments that Marco made a few weeks ago about Checo being a South American driver, even though he's Central American. You know, and then, but he's then not, you have, he's not even Central American. He's North American. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Central America's North America, buddy. That's true. You know That's that. true. Yeah. So then you have this week, Horner comes out and he blames Checo's lack of confidence in high speed corners as to what's causing the issues with the car. I, I mean, you've got the team publicly criticizing the driver in a way that, I mean, I don't think what you're saying is too far off. I, I think that they are, they are pushing him. And they are making him uncomfortable so that they maybe there's some sort of performance clause or something like that to where they can say, I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of penalty points now too. I think he's got seven penalty points on yeah. the season. That's, that's bad. That's bad news. Cause they can park. It's not you good. For, what is it? I think, I don't remember how many penalty points it is and then they can park you for a race. And that might be some sort of a clause to where they, you know, they end up, uh, they end up, Something where they can get out of the contract for less money or something. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, when you've got a guy like Liam Lawson who has shown that he has talent and that he can, you know, maybe just give a guy another shot. I, I'd really like to see a more experienced driver in that car. I don't think Danny Rick goes and challenges Max. I think the only one on the grid that it could possibly be, and I don't think this will happen, is Lando. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. I think yeah. I think with the the progress McLaren has made, it's going to keep him there. Um, you know, I want to go back to something you said when when Horner said that Checo lacks confidence in high speed corners. I don't think he was watching the race because Checo had way too much confidence going into that corner with uh, K Mag. It yeah. just took him out no like kidding. that was an overconfidence. Yeah, yeah, he went. Yeah, he <laughs> thought I'll just, I'll just dive bomb this guy and get right by him. I, yeah, I don't know what that was. That just was like a, such a a bonehead move. I, I just, I watched that and I thought, what are you doing? Like, what, I, what are I, you doing? I watched that feed 
or I watched that replay on three different feeds and each of the three were like, what a stupid move. What was he thinking? Yeah. Like they were almost like that. They just, they, I mean, they were on air and I think they forgot that they were just like, what, what was that? Like they were just yeah, so dumbfounded about how bad it was, but listen, yeah, was- I'm still going to support my guy. Um, Checo. I think even if he gets bought out at Red Bull, he's going to find his way in another seat. Somebody will pick him up his pedigree of racing and winning. Somebody will put him in a seat. Oh, for sure. And we could see something, you know, like happened with um, uh, it happened with Albon, happened with Danny Kvyat a few years ago, where maybe you just see Checo go down to Alfatori and you see um, Lawson, some, you know, whoever, whatever happens, I don't so, know, come up but, to Red Bull. But if that's the case, though, if Lawson goes up to, if Lawson goes up to Red Bull, you still have Danny, Rick, and Yuki on there. It, it, Alpha Tori. So yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I and mean, I don't yeah. I don't I think Red Bull said they are or Alpha Tori said they're committed to Danny Rick and Yuki. Um okay. I don't know. I could I could see something where he just leaves all together and another team sees an option to bring in a veteran driver to try to get some intel to help their car, help another younger driver kind of be a mentor out there. Maybe Lawrence Stroll finally wakes up and sees that his son is not good, and you put get Alonzo and Checo in an Aston Martin. That, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I, I just, yeah, that, like you know see, what? That that would be the best spot I think for for Checo if he doesn't stay. I, 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 I think even with the Red Bull, like given the Red Bull seat option, I think the Aston Martin car might be the best option for Checo. Right. Well, you know he's not going to Mercedes or Ferrari, and you know he's not going to McLaren because they're you know all those teams have their drivers locked up for the next year. I mean, at least next year. Leclerc. The other thing that I wonder about is Leclerc has reportedly still not signed his deal. I don't think with Ferrari for, so he's under contract, um, with Ferrari for next year. And so what I if think, what if Leclerc went to Red Bull? So that's the sort of him and him and Max are buddies. That's the sort of um, the theory is that possibly Leclerc is just waiting to see what happens with Checo and Red Bull and waiting to see if they maybe if if Red Bull decides to pull the plug on Checo this year and they move a guy like Lawson in the seat, then, then Leclerc has no real option. But if not, then he has the option. He might just wait out with the next play race next season with Ferrari and then jump to Red Bull. And he could, and that could be the, you know, that could be what ends up giving us sort of a title fight is seeing Leclerc versus Max. I don't know. It's obviously just speculation. I mean, who knows at this point? I mean, I think if I'm Ferrari, they'd be, you know, they'd be, uh, there's not, there's not a better option out there for them right now. They would be stupid to not throw what they can at Leclerc. Leclerc is a good driver. I don't know if he's a championship driver because I don't know that he's, he hasn't shown the consistency. Well, the car hasn't shown season. the consistency either. It, it hasn't, but also, you know, and I'm not just talking about this year. You look back a few years, he's made mistakes, wrecked cars, done things, you know. You know, it what was it two years ago in McLaren or, or not McLaren in um, Monaco. Was it two years ago? He takes a pole, but he wrecked the car. And they, oh, they, yeah. You know, they couldn't change the gearbox where the gearbox fails in the first lap. I mean, that was on him, you know? Yeah. And he's had plenty of moments like that to where, you know, and it's getting to the point with him where you can say, it's not really because you're a young driver anymore, you know? Yeah. You're old enough. You've been there. You've been in that seat since 2019. It's time. 
I agree. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, though, I don't know that there's any other option. Like, let's say that if he does go to Red Bull, like you grab Checo, I don't think that you really improve or take a step back with Checo with the way the car has been. Like, I think it's it's, it's about Ferrari. If they lose the Claire, that I don't know that it's an upgrade or a step back. It's almost the same thing. So you might as well stick with the younger driver who's familiar with the car that can help. You know, he's a good teammate with science. Roll with what you got. Yeah, he is. And that's the other thing is science is getting a little older. You know, what happens with science? Is he going to move on at some point or is he going to, you know, who knows? I mean, and I don't know when his contract's up with Ferrari, but I know that, yeah, I, you know, silly season stuff's always fun. It's it's interesting speculation. I I think that the reason, I do think the reason that uh, Leclerc is not re-signed with Ferrari is because of, I think he's kind of waiting to see what happens with that Red Bull seat next year and then in going forward. Very true. Very true. You never know. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfortunate that we're in this position, or that the sport is in this position. You know, then that Checo has not been able to uh, keep it together. But honestly, Max has been so good this year that you'd have to drive, and Checo would have to be perfect to fight with Max because of how perfect Max has been. The dominance that Max has shown. Checo, just to be, if Checo is just perfect, but not a, you know, he's going to finish second in almost every race. To challenge Max, he has to be better than that. And I think that's the impressive part thing that has come from the season, how good Max has been and how inch perfect, pinpoint perfect he's been. And it showed really this this race was a really good microcosm for the season. Max went out there, he was motivated, and he just dominated the race. He didn't lead every lap, but it wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't close. It was a statement victory for him. And you're you're exactly right. It had to be perfection from Checo even to contend with first, possibly second. And we saw that at the beginning of the year that he took his moments where he was perfect and did get the wins. But, you know, I think you you said it. The pressure got to him, I think, and it just kind of unraveled for him. Yep. But I agree. We could go on about this, but we'll we'll move on. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Final thoughts about the race? No, not really. Okay. Well, the next race, unfortunately, is not this weekend, so we have a week off. And uh, where are they at next next race? Qatar, back to the uh, Qatar. Back to the Middle East. That's right. It's Qatar, and then they go to uh, Austin, and then they're going to uh, Mexico, Brazil, and then the uh, Vegas Grand Prix. And the Vegas race, and we're, we're almost at the end of the season. We are. Yeah, Vegas is, a, is an, the penultimate round of the year. So, yeah, back to Qatar. I don't know. I mean, this race can be, it can produce some, I mean, this, this is the race that uh, Checo won, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, I don't really have much else. Um, I just, my voice just cut out there. That was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, well, hopefully next week when we talk to you, you passed your exam and you can put that all behind you. I hope so, man. I mean, I, you know, I've put enough studying into this thing. I hope I'm sure I'll be able to, but let's just hope you can actually take it. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I'll be pissed. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. See ya.